Welcome back to The Building Code. I'm Zach Rotovich. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle. Charlie, how you been, man? I've been fantastic. I could, uh, I could hardly sleep last night. I was so excited for this episode. Yeah. Why is that? Well, today we have a very, very, very special guest, CEO and co-founder of Builder Trend. Our boss's boss's boss, Dan Houghton, is in the office. What's up, fellas? Hey, welcome to The Building Code. Charlie's full of it, too. I'm sure <laughs> just fine last night. I rehearsed that a few times yeah. in the mirror. but uh, I think he's shaking. Look at him. Yeah, he's I'm got, a got the mic. I'm a little nervous. It's either that or the paint fumes I've been smelling all day. We're repainting <laughs> the, the office. It's the paint fumes. It's, Why are we repainting the office, Charlie? Do you know? I do know. Great question. I, I know that that's a, you're a pro. That's a great segue into the topic of the podcast. It's Builder Trend is rebranding. We're launching into a new year. Um, but before we get into that, for those of you that may not know Dan Houghton, could you give a quick little intro rundown? Uh, who you are and, and how you got started at Builder Trend. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I started Builder Trend with two of my good friends, Jeff and Steve Duggar, who are brothers. We started the company 17 years ago in 2006. So not counting the pandemic, I guess this would be my 17th IBS or 16th IBS. Wow. Um, which is pretty exciting. And for me, it's uh, kind of like homecoming prom for the industry where everybody, all the cast of characters come out. And for uh, it's pretty cool because there's some people and some customers I've seen every single year that I've been at this show, which is, you know, it's like a homecoming in some ways. Do you have any great stories about IBS that uh, you can share? <laughs> no, I mean, I think, you know, I think what's probably the, the cycle that our industry faces and, you know, which is rel relevant to what we're dealing with right now with interest rates rising and and, and affordability issues. But the first year we went might've been the busiest international builder show in 2006. And so I was, I was a head of marketing and sales and we were a three person company. So, you know, HR, I was the janitor. I did a lot of things. And so I was telling Steve and Jeff, you know, I know how to do trade shows because in my first career I did trade shows and I was a young, a young professional. And the trade shows that I was doing were like at holiday ends and Cedar Rapids, you know, Iowa. <laughs> and uh, this, this, so I wasn't really knowing what to expect. We walk into Orlando and it was absolutely massive. We had this little 10 by 10 booth and we had about $30,000 in our bank account, maybe $20,000 in our bank account. And so going to the IBS was a huge expense for us. And uh, it convinced us so much that we were so excited. Steve and I were there. We paid like $1,200 for Jeff to come down, which was like, 5% of our overall like budget for the like whole on year. the on the spot on there. the spot because we're like Jeff you have to see how incredible this is because if you're just entering the industry and you don't know what's going on and you go there for the first time it's pretty overwhelming it's pretty exciting you guys have been there so you know what I'm talking about and you literally like you guys were there yeah. you're like Jeff you got to get down at here. the La Quinta in oh, sweet spot you know in Vegas it was uh the least expensive hotel near now we're in Orlando, Orlando. On International Boulevard okay. which is like you know, chain restaurant after chain restaurant after, uh, you know, and we were like the last hotel, you know, you had to walk like five miles to get there. That's awesome. But it was really cool. And then, you know, then we, we dealt with the recession a handful of years later, and that was probably the scariest moment in my life. I remember showing up and uh, I think we were in Las Vegas and we expanded our booth that year. There was no one there. It was just, really? it was just vendors. <laughs> And it was eerie, you know, it'd be like if, if it was like one person walking around like every, you know, it was like 10 vendors to one attendee, it felt wow. like. So, yeah. you know, if you're an attendee there and you liked attention, you were getting <laughs> plenty of attention. So, you know, it, Everyone was that, was a, that was a weird one. 2009 was really weird. 
So when uh, when did we make the leap to having the RV in the booth? The RV came from we stole all idea all great ideas are stolen. I think that's a line from Picasso, <laughs> uh, and, and I will use that for t-shirt idea. That's right. And so we actually um, Travis Matthew, which is a, a a golf apparel brand, was I saw them have a bus at um, you know the place I play golf for a, a big event. And I was like, gosh, this makes a lot of sense. We need a backdrop, yeah, which are super expensive. Uh, they have to usually be custom fabricated and it's a unique little niche business that um, it's expensive to, to buy trade show booths. So I was like, what if we get an RV it cost about the same, it's unique. And that happened roughly, gosh, I want to say five years ago, maybe six years ago. And I think it's great. If you have to manage the RV, it's not so great. <laughs> it breaks down every single year. Right. So we're not taking the RV. This is the first year without the RV in, you know, five years. And we swapped the RV for Charlie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because Char the expense of Charlie is so high, <laughs> we had to sell the RV. Yeah. It's a good Actually, we have not sold the RV. I, I look out the window every day. I'm like, I wonder if we're ever going to sell that thing. We could like Airbnb it yeah. in the, the parking lot. Yeah. It's, you know, we ripped that thing out there. It's just empty, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. If you go in there, it's like a. It's not all. It's not a VIP. It's, it's not a. There's no bed in there anymore. No couch. Nothing like that. So, oh, that yeah. that's ah, what a shame. Yeah. Well, you know, it, speaking of the RV, it was a huge brand staple of IBS, and we've got a new brand, so we'd have to rewrap the whole thing. I mean, why did you guys decide to update the brand now? Like, why is this the right time for this change? You know, we we've actually probably updated our brand, you know, three or four times in the last fifteen years, and and brands in some way. Um, you know, they need to be updated for a lot of different reasons. For us, I think it was really a series of events with us acquiring really four companies in the last two years and bringing our, our organization together under one umbrella, one brand. And we didn't change our name. We really didn't change much. And so it was more just of what I would call a, a facelift, a brand lift in a lot of ways. But we just thought it was time, you know, um, for us to make an updated change with it was a color palette and uh, the, the, the lettering's a little different. But, you know, I think brand's important. You know, and, th and a lot of our listeners are folks that are running small businesses and, you know, they're always thinking about what's the best way to present themselves. And in a lot of ways, we hope the best way we present ourselves is through our work. So if you're a builder, it's your product. It's your, it's your, it's your home that you build or the project you do, the, the pool that you put in someone's backyard. Um, for us, it's our technology and the other solutions that we provide. But a lot of times, the first time you see someone gets to know you is through your brand. And so, uh, for us, just having a modern, updated brand is is really important for the you know thirty thousand clients that we support globally. Yeah, I think that message that you just gave there, you've given to us before at town halls and to the company is the customer first mindset is something that we talk a lot on the podcast. And when we interview customers and home builders, they always have that same mindset too, customer first. So. At IBS, you're going to be talking about some of the product updates we've made, um, specifically kind of shifting from being project management, getting into kind of cost management, the financial side, some of the acquisitions that we've made uh, to really be a more holistic solution for our customers. Um, can you talk about how those kind of moves and the product updates that we've been making have been geared towards becoming a better solution for our customers? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an, it's incredible. Uh, you know, customer first is absolutely the identity of who we need to be and what we are as an organization. And if you make your customer successful, they're going to make us successful as employees of this organization. And so really the updates that we've made is, you know, we're pouring in, you know, over 
$100 million in the, really the last 24 months in R&D into this platform. And so the platform's big. We have 30,000 customers that we're supporting. We're the industry leader in what we do. And if you want to be the industry leader, you have to act like it and you have to bet on uh, the R&D piece to continue to make your customers more successful. And so a lot of what we are doing is enhancing the features that we have and also adding the things that our customers have ad, you know, asked us for for a long time. For example, you know, we acquired a best-in-class takeoff solution that we fully integrated. We are jumping way heavier into the estimating and the cost solutions. Um, you know, for a lot of a lot of our clients and a lot of our customers use agnostic accounting solutions like QuickBooks and Zero. And so, really, we have to pick up where they leave off on the financial solutions. And everybody knows that if you want to run a good business, you have to know your numbers and you have to know them well and you have to live by them. And so we are trying to, uh, you know, make sure our customers have the best tools in front of them to be as successful as possible, be a profitable growing business. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of amazing. I just was, you were talking about your first IBS, like when you think about your, the product and how it's changed, is it just mind blowing? I mean, it's absolutely mind blowing. I mean, what, what it, it shows is one, how far we've come, but how far our customers have come. Yeah. You know, we, we, one of the benefits of the way we've developed this solution is, uh, it wasn't Steve, Jeff, myself, or anyone else that worked in this organization, whether it was 17 years ago or, you know, today, that's really driving what I would call innovation for our product. Our customers are driving innovation. You know, just today I was reading, um, a ride along, you know, it was a super long, um, outline one of our one of our product researchers went down to Austin, Texas, went rode along with one of our customers and they really documented from the time they got to their building, like this is what their office looked like. This is how they're set up inside their office to this is what they have in their cars. They went out of the job sites and they talked about how our customer uses our solution. And like, look, it's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. And they just saw, you know, moments why they're in the truck, what would be better for uh, you know, a project manager within our platform. And those are just little tidbits that we're picking up. But when you have 30,000 customers, they're not tidbits. They become kind of, you know, loud cries when you have multiple <laughs> customers asking for, uh, for one, one update or one solution. And so we have the benefit of having some of the best customers in the world driving our product innovation. And our goal is to meet their needs and work as fast as possible to make the, make it happen essentially. That's interesting. And we actually have a couple of people at Builder Trend that were customers before. And I, I always think that's interesting. And they were so frustrated that Builder Trend could or couldn't do something. They're like, well, I'll just go work there and fix it myself. And I know we had one buddy uh, on the podcast, Zach, who's like daughter, I think worked here. He, he loved Builder Trend so much when she started looking for a job. He's like, you got to go work at Builder Trend. I love what they're doing over there. So we're even getting a little in a couple in-house plants to come in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come straight from she industry. She moved here all the way from Houston too. Uh, you know, we're in Omaha, Nebraska, where our headquarters is. And uh, that, that to me is a really nice compliment from our customer who, you know, is telling his daughter to go work for a company that, you know, is that he, you know, supports his business and he supports our business, obviously. So, uh, we've got a, we've got a lot of cool stories like that, former users. And I built my first house 18 months ago. So I got to experience this um, as a customer, as a customer. In fact, our first customer built my house. I didn't interview any other customers. Um, I thought, gosh, this, this, this builder, ADC homes in Omaha, Nebraska, um, you know, if it wasn't for them and a few other builders that helped us get our start, 
you know, we wouldn't be here today. So they built us wow. a home this last, yeah, it finished up last year. And it was a really cool experience to go through it from the homeowner's perspective. Uh, and our, gosh, our, our, our customers have such hard jobs, um, you know, dealing with people like me who, you know, expect <laughs> everything to happen right now. Right. And, and, and it's not an easy industry, but I can't imagine building something whether it was a small project, you know, remodeling a closet and a bathroom or building a large custom home and then like taking a step back saying, you know, our job, for example, was a design build and saying, gosh, we created this. We, you know, kind of imagined it and they completed it and right. they walk away from it really never to deal with it again outside <laughs> of some warranty issues yeah. that, you know, every builder has to deal with. But they have such, such special jobs and, uh, you know, uh, I'm an old man who's got kids now and like your home is the best part of your life. So it, it's really cool what our customers do. That's cool. Did, what did you have any experiences using builder trend that you're like, man, we have to go back and fix this. Oh right yeah, away. totally. Totally. <laughs> I was like, I was shooting Scott Vonderhaar who's on our product team messages all the time. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and it's, you know, I mean, that's, 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 that's the so reality. Funny. And that was my perspective. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, if someone has poll, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they were listening. Get... Really. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send them this episode and be like, Vondi yeah. got a shot on the pod. We yeah. need you to listen to read those texts from, from Dan. Yep. Yep. And it's amazing how we've evolved beyond just like project management. I mean, you touched on that. I mean, yeah. talk about hitting all the scope in our, our product. Yeah. The core originally was a project management solution at, at the heart of it. And it's just expanded so far from obviously the cost that we just talked about and the estimating and proposal generation, marketing solutions, like websites that we offer our customers. We acquired this wonderful, wonderful business called CBUSA, uh, which is the largest residential GPO. So we're supporting our customers and their purchases. So we basically group our customers up and we have some of the strongest buying power in residential construction when you put all our customers together. And so uh, there's opportunities for us to save our customers money on their materials. Uh, we've got a, a, an incredible amount of data that, that helps us help our customers make better decisions. And so there's just a lot of good things that are happening within our platform that go well beyond project management software. But at the core, you know, I think when I listen to someone supporting a customer or even doing a demonstration, sales demonstration, a lot of what they're talking about is just the day-to-day -day managing mm -hmm. their business, which encompasses, you know, managing a project. Yeah, the CBSA, that's a uh, big friends of the pod. We've they had are. Bill Smithers and Ryan Lipchek on here. Uh, so if anyone's curious about CBSA, we have a couple episodes dedicated solely to that to check out. Um, but you mentioned the data part. Um, that's something Oh, here we go. <laughs> here <laughs> My we ears go. perked up. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we do that's really, really interesting to kind of keep a pulse on the economy is we actually survey our builders on a cadence. And there's a lot of uncertainty right now, really the past couple of years, there's been a lot of uncertainty, but something that we found was that going into 2023 is that our builders are more confident in the amount of leads that they're gonna have coming in and the ability that they're gonna have to manage those leads and get projects done and make money compared to a non-builder trend user. Um, I guess, why do you think that is and, and what should people be excited about if they're builder trend users to kind of prepare and stay on top of uh, whatever may happen in the kind of economic realm? Yeah. Um, well, you know, our research shows that our customers, builder trend users are more successful than non-builder trend users. And so, you know, I think that that's a, that's really a reflection of committing to your business and best in class operations. And so, you know, not everybody gets there on day one, you know, right. you're not, not going to sign up for builder trend all of a sudden be, you know, magically you Warren know, Buffett. Well, yeah, Warren <laughs> Buffett like, or, 
or a seasoned builder because you sign up for the software, the commitment to yeah. it, the training on it. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I was, I was, I got a message from a customer today who signed up in 2012 and, you know, 10 years into the solution and they're still learning new ways to use the application because we're always updating mm -hmm. and we're always adding things to it. And, and, you know, he sent a, a note of, you know, thanks and gratitude, which was, was really sweet to get. But, you know, I think when you, when you know your numbers and you feel confident about how you're operating your business, you're always gonna have more confidence uh, in the good times and also the bad times. And so look, no one here can really, uh, no one here's a fortune teller, but when you're operating a business as a leader, you basically try to operate to multiple outcomes. So if certain things are happening, you know, if you sign up three contracts versus one contract in the first quarter, are you prepared? How are you going to do that? How are you going to scale? How are you going to pull back if you need to pull back? And when you have systems in place like Builder Trend, it gives you a huge advantage on how to like really prepare a business. And look, every, it, it doesn't matter if you're in construction, if you own a restaurant, if you're leading a software company, preparing for outcomes is how you really forecast and how you plan around uh, all scenarios. And I think a lot of our customers have the luxury of doing that because they utilize solutions like Builder Trend and other other good technology tools. Yeah, one of some of my favorite experiences with customers is how they come to us and they maybe they're a million dollar company and then they're able to use, leverage the systems and processes that future proof to unexpected and all of a sudden they're three, four, five million dollar companies and we're growing right there with them. It's just so amazing to hear those stories and experiences and we hear it all the time. Like IBS is what I look forward to because a lot it's so much about getting to celebrate not only our success and where we're going, but our customer success too. Yeah, you know, I, I've had the luxury of being part of this business, which has gone, you know, from no revenue to, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, going to be probably north of 200 million in revenue uh, this year. Uh, and, and what's what's interesting about it is, and I'm uh, on the board of a couple other companies, you cannot scale without process. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what kind of business you have, whether you want to open up that second restaurant or you want to go from 2 million to 4 million or 4 million to 8 million, it is not possible unless you have process. Process around your people, process around your systems. And that's where most businesses that I've worked with or I've seen, whether they either kind of do all the right things and they do get the opportunity to scale or they just can't get past that front door. Uh, and that's usually because people can't get out of their own way and they're not willing to invest in solutions and processes that will help them scale the business. And it's no different for the uh, construction industry. It is funny, sometimes Zach and I will be on here and we'll be talking to a, a, a home builder or remodeler and they'll be complaining about something that's going on in their business or something that Builder Trend fixed. And then Zach and I looked at each other, we're like, we just came out of a meeting here at Builder Trend about <laughs> trying to fix that same issue. Like completely different industries, but at the, at the core of running a business, a lot of the principles kind of remain the same. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I think it's interesting from my perspective uh, being an operator because, you know, look, we're, we're all builder trend people. So we can sit around here and, you know, swing the builder trend flag all day long, right. <laughs> but it doesn't even really matter if you, what, I mean, in a lot of ways it's commitment. Yeah. You know, we can buy, we own, I mean, we, we are invested in millions of dollars worth of software to operate this business. And my whole thing is, and Zach, I think you were in a meeting the other day presenting some software is like, what are we expecting to get from this? Mm -hmm. What do we have to put in this? How much effort, how much time, and what is the ROI going to be on that? Or at least what are we projecting? And it doesn't matter if you're a team of one or a team of three or a team of you know a thousand like our company is. Um, it takes commitment to scale. Easy to buy, 
takes commitment to scale your business. And again, it doesn't matter if you're buying Builder Trend or you're buying some other software solution. If you're not committed, you won't scale. Well, we're coming up. This has been an engaging conversation. It's always great to get to talk to a leader at Builder Trend. And I was going to point out that, you know, you also have hosted the podcast. So I feel like, you know, we have big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> but, I'm not really sure if what I've, I've done is considered hosted. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I wanted to kind of, you know, leave off of, well, two things. One is, you know, what do you see for Builder Trend in 23? And what can you tell our builders or what are you most excited about for them in their industry in 23? Well, I say, you know, um, what we are doing is we're investing again, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, you know, north of $100 million over the last 24 months in R&D. And so the product's going to get better. It's always going to get better. And I think the advancement and the investment we're making right now, we're going to see strides and, and updates in our product that it's going to feel like we're moving really, really fast. And, you know, one of the things our job is to make sure we, we not, you know, we don't outpace our customers. So we got to update our customers on what's happening. And so there's not all these changes coming and they don't understand it. Um, so I'm really excited about all the updates. I mean, there's going to be tons of stuff on the financial side uh, that, that, you know, you guys already mentioned. And so a lot of good stuff around CBUSA that we mentioned as well. Um, this year, 23 is going to be, a, uh, I think, a really, I, I would say the first six months are going to be really interesting. You know, one of the things that we've got going on in the market still is the supply and demand issue. And so, you know, if you're looking for a home, whether it's an existing home, you know, there, there's just not a lot of supply out there. So I always think that's an advantage to our customers. When there's not a lot of supply, that means people are thinking about, okay, if I can't go buy it existing, uh, I want to build something new. So I think that's a real positive. Uh, interest rates tend to drive a lot of demand in different you know segments of the market. Um, and so if, 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 if interest rates go high, I think we're going to see a soft market. But We've also got a lot of a lot of customers who spend a lot of time remodeling and on outdoor projects, and so for those folks, where someone's locked into an interest rate, call it three and a half percent, two and a half percent, they may not be moving anytime soon, and so they're sitting around thinking about, you know, we're going to be here for another five, ten years. We're changing our kitchen, right. we're going to update that master bedroom and bath, and we're seeing a lot of that. So, uh, I think we've got some nice tailwinds, but you know, I also believe the last eighteen months what we've experienced is kind of a once in a lifetime, you know, phenomenon, phenomenon. I can't say that word. Sorry. Um, it, it's just a weird time. So yeah. I, have looked at a lot of, a lot of our, our business and I've talked to a lot of contractors. I'm like, go back to 2019. Think about what your business was like in 2019 and orient your mind around that right. versus what you've experienced in the last 18 months, because yeah. it's just been like guns blazing. <laughs> right. I mean, interest rates an all time low. Um, this demand where you've got people that can move because of remote jobs. There's just been a lot of things that have been good for our industry. And, you know, we live in an industry that goes up and down and I think we all wish it was just normal. Yeah. It just seems like we can't get there anytime. Um, but I, I, I don't expect anything crazy, crazy to happen, but I do think starts will slow down obviously in 2023. All right, my friend, I wouldn't be a building code episode without the Charlie Burt whistle analysis. <laughs> Right. That was awesome. It was great to have Dan here on the podcast. It is an, a true honor. You know, he's a busy guy. We, you know, don't get a lot of like time to just like sit down and reflect with the C level of our company. What'd you think? Yeah, that was an awesome interview. Um, definitely one of my favorites and he's not in the room now. So this is me speaking, honestly, not buttering up to him. One of my favorite interviews that we've done. Uh, and it's cool just to, I think 
sometimes we, I don't know if like idolize is the right word, but like Dan just seems like a CEO and seems like a, a co-founder and doesn't seem like a, a one of us, a worker, a person. And so hearing him talk about like things that he's focused on and things that he wants the company focused on, his stories of IBS, it's like, no, he's just like you and I at the end of the day, he's focused on our customer, wants what's best for our customer and wants to produce the best product that we possibly can to help them. So. It, it was cool. It was kind of a refreshing uh, conversation. And uh, he also had a really good t-shirt idea that we didn't uh, double click on enough. What was it? All great ideas are stolen. Yeah. From Picasso quote. Is that, did we fact check that? I did not. Okay, I didn't so. have, I didn't have the gumption to be like, I'm fact checking the CEO right here on air. Yeah. So maybe look that up on your own. Uh, while you're looking at things on your own, we do have, I mentioned in there, the economic report where we survey our customers and some non-customers that is available. Um, and we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. So that's something that we've been working really, really hard on. And there will be uh, a report out that everyone can go and listen to. So check out the show notes, check out the report. Yeah. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, check us out on YouTube where you can see our faces. Or if you happen to be in Omaha, Nebraska, you're always welcome to chat with us. But even more importantly, if you guys have comments about the show, things we talked about, we'd love to hear from you. So give us a look on Facebook, check out the group. Charlie likes to get in there and stir it up a little bit. Yeah. You can get a hot take from Charlie right there for you. I had someone slide. I need to talk to our producers after this. I had someone slide into my LinkedIn DMs today. Oh yeah. uh, Asking about the podcast. So uh, you know, you can always message us on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for always being with us. We love you. Have a great rest of your week. We'll check you in a few. I'm Zach Atovich. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle. See you next time.